The Hollywood Police Department is right across the street from where the Sears store in the Hollywood Mall used to be. It's on Hollywood Boulevard, a main thoroughfare in Hollywood, Florida. Now it's a sprawling Target store. The Sears closed in 1992 when Sears Roebuck and Company wanted a bigger store and moved nine miles west to Pembroke Pines. Although the Sears is gone, what happened there on the afternoon of July 27, 1981, forever changed one family's life and made parents and police everywhere wake up to the reality of stranger danger. On a summer afternoon, six-year-old Adam Walsh is playing in the toy department at the Sears. There, when his mother, Reve, goes a few steps away to check out lamps and lampshades, then gone, in what seems like a flash the next. She returns only a few minutes from being in another part of the store nearby to tell Adam it's time to go. But now, the Atari game is silent. The Star Wars, or Pong game, Reve doesn't remember which one it was, that was on the screen is dark. The four boys that were there when she left Adam, they aren't there either. A mother's instinct tells her something is terribly wrong. Maybe he's gone to look for her, she thinks. But her boy is shy and not the type to wander off. Plus, she told Adam to stay right there at the game, not to go anywhere. She had pointed toward the lamp department, telling him, Adam, I'll be right back. She goes up and down the store aisles, calling his name. She knows he'll respond to his nickname, Cooter. Cooter. She remembers she has a photograph in her wallet. It's Adam's first grade picture. Coincidentally, that morning, she had dressed him in the same shirt he's wearing in the picture. It's a short-sleeved Izod with red and white stripes. She shows store employees, shoppers. Did they see him? Did they see her little boy? After 30 minutes of searching, she sees a phone hanging on the wall of the store and gets connected to the Sears switchboard employee, Jenny Rayner. I was supposed to meet my son Adam in the toy department. He's not here, Reve tells her. Rayner says they can make an announcement over the store's intercom system. Adam Walsh, please meet your mother in the toy department. Adam Walsh, please meet your mother in the toy department. Her mother-in-law, Jean Walsh, is shopping in the Sears at the same time, and Reve runs into her in the garden department. Is Adam with you? I, I can't find him, Reve says frantically. Well, let's start looking, Jean says. They search and search the mall. But it's been an hour and a half, and there's no sign of Adam. Anywhere. Now it's time to call the police. Local 10 and Local10.com present the Florida Files. I'm Michelle Solomon, and this is the story of the disappearance of Adam Walsh. Mark Smith was with the Hollywood Police Department for 30 years, and he happened to be on patrol when Adam Walsh disappeared. I was, in, I was on patrol midnight shift, and, and I remember that at the time we got the flyer 
you know, the day that he went missing, we got the flyer with a picture and, and, um, you know, and I forget what time of day it was on when he went missing. I think it was in, in the mid afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, we got the flyer during the, the midnight shift lineup and, and I just happened to be that morning, the next morning, sitting in the parking lot of Sears when John and Ray pulled up next to me, and and which was ironic, and I showed them, and they pulled up, said, and I showed, pulled up from my visor, I showed them the picture, I said, we're, we're looking for him. And, uh, I mean, they were obviously, they were out all night. They were. Yeah. Things were different then. I mean, I, I know that, you know, it wasn't like sirens blared from across oh, exactly. the Hollywood Police yeah. Department and ran over to the Sears. I mean, at that time, it was more, you know, considered runaway. There wasn't really a lot of thought uh, about abduction. I mean, you would know that from 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 your expertise, but just from my research, I think that's, that's fairly true. I mean, it, oh, it wasn't. It was true. That was, I mean, back, I'm, I'm, Pretty sure that when the report came through, we didn't actually send an officer. We sent a community service officer over to take the report. Late this afternoon, volunteers met with Adams' parents to continue their search. Close to tears, John Walsh stood on a car asking people not to give up hope. We've searched and searched for Adam, and we haven't found a body. So everybody thinks he's alive. We do too. And uh, we feel that. Since you people have searched so hard, the best thing we can do now is get these flyers in everybody's hands because the police are so frustrated, nobody's really come forth, and the clues that we have, really we haven't, been, haven't come up with anything substantial. Connie Hicks was a news anchor and reporter for what was then Eyewitness News 10 at the time. She remembers how the search for Adam gripped the community. So you were anchoring at the time? I was anchoring at the time, and that story was on every single day. In addition to which, because they were very good about getting the poster and the picture out, there wasn't a place you could go in South Florida without seeing that all-American kid with the gap tooth and the baseball bat and the baseball cap on, smiling. He was like, you know all-American little kid and it was on every toll plaza you went through it was in grocery stores it was posted on you know signs and street lights for parents the disappearance of Adam Walsh is hard to ignore his picture is everywhere and everywhere people are talking about the missing child and outside the store where Adam disappeared the Walsh's sedan still sits a note attached to a rear door by his parents tells Adam to stay in the car. We're looking for you. Steve Bosque, Newswatch 10, Hollywood. Former Local 10 reporter Steve Bosque is now the Tampa Bay Times Bureau Chief in Tallahassee. He recalls the scene in the days and weeks after Adam's disappearance. So what, what, what ensued in those, in those two weeks? Like what were you covering? What was happening? Uh, what I remember is, um, first of all, it's 1981, and the, the plight of missing children and children just sort of disappearing was really not uh, not the center of anyone's attention in law enforcement or anywhere else. Um, and so there was a sense of, of extreme sort of uh, 
uh, confusion and and lack of understanding of how can a how can a kid just disappear off the face of the earth like this? A Hollywood police sergeant says he's moved by the public concern about Adam's disappearance, but says there are few leads to follow. Um, unfortunately, we haven't heard we haven't heard anything as of yet. Adam's parents enlisted the help of a local psychic, Mickey Dane, who toured the store this afternoon and spoke with a few employees. Did he go that way? Well, I didn't see which way he went. I keep thinking he went out that way. It all stems that way. Like I felt earlier, that way. The psychic told the Walshes she has hope Adam is alive somewhere. The Walshes, uh, you know, put up posters. They asked the media's help to try to find what happened to him. Uh, everything they could. Nothing worked. Um, frankly, I recall the Hollywood police as, as not being particularly cooperative during that, that time. It was There was an extreme amount of pressure on the Hollywood Police Department uh, to find Adam. Um, and so um, the, a sense of desperation set in very quickly. The Walsh's second home is the detective bureau at the Hollywood Police Station. John Walsh meets with the detectives, but again, for the third day in a row, there's little new to report. I mean, if we could find out where that he's checking that now. Since his son vanished three days ago, John Walsh has been fighting back tears to face TV cameras to plead for his son's safe return. The Walshes and police think Adam may have been abducted. A $5,000 reward is being offered for information that will lead to Adam's whereabouts. 150,000 posters are being printed. By tomorrow, they will be posted in stores, banks, and gas stations all over Broward and Dade counties. And until they find their son, the Walsh's nightmare goes on. Steve Bosque, Newswatch 10, Hollywood. But it was evident that this was a case that was bigger than anything Hollywood, Florida police had to deal with before. Some people I've spoken to said they, they I don't want to say wasted time, but some time was lost because of what you're talking about, that we didn't have this kind of stranger abduction thing happening. So you know this from all your years of experience and reporting is, you know, the first thing they do is look at who's closest. You know, they looked at John and Reve, they looked at a gentleman that was sleeping on their couch that had been involved with the family. I think there, there are two issues here. One is Hollywood Police Department at that time was, well, most police departments um, are not as sophisticated then as they are now, but I don't believe in my recollection they had ever tackled a story like this. And you're absolutely right, because John Walsh had a casino in the Bahamas, so there was suspicion organized crime must be involved in this. And she was a, suspected of having an affair. As a matter of fact, at one point, some story floated out that she had left Adam in the store to go meet, have a liaison. So clouding the issue in all of this is sort of these you know, superficial, kind of off-the-wall stories that it was either organized crime or she was a negligent mother because she was having an affair. They talked to Sears employees who were working that day. Volunteers look in dumpsters and under cars. Wildlife officers took to the air, combing areas south of Hollywood Boulevard, checking roadways. Got to make sure you check the bushes and between garages and all that kind of stuff. How about this uh, military academy? It's closed now. 
Could it be a possibility? It's been checked. It's been checked. It has been. Reve climbs to the roof of the mall and calls Adam's name down ventilator shafts. She rides her bike up and down neighborhood streets looking for her son. Time ticks on. Still, the disappearance hasn't made national news. It's been a frustrating five days since six-year-old Adam Walsh was last seen. His disappearance has prompted community-wide concern in South Broward. Adam's mother, Reve Walsh, says the new strategy in the search is to expand it beyond Hollywood. The most important thing now is to get the fly that the people can do is to get the flyers out of the area. Now they have to use their own detective, you know, the own, their own senses to think of their own ideas. I don't want them to wait for someone to tell them what to do. John and Reve Walsh were a very uh, telegenic couple who were very aggressive in, in call, holding press conferences and going on the air and, 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 and begging the public for anything that could um, provide a clue to what happened to their, their son, Adam. One of the things that um, John Walsh did very well, which at the time was unprecedented, now it's not so much, but he really publicized it. He kept the story in the news every single day. That seems like a no-brainer now, but back then, no one really had sort of the, the skill set or the idea of how do we keep this story going. So he was very good at keeping it in the public eye. They were very good, although it must have been painful, about doing news conferences, you know, talking to the media whenever they could. And of course, it was in the news every single day because it was an appalling story and still to this day is. Young Adam Walsh was last seen by his mother two weeks ago playing in the toy department of a Sears store in the Hollywood Mall. Since that day, authorities statewide launched a feverish search for the youngster, with parents John and Reve Walsh at the forefront. Posters were distributed throughout the city, offering rewards which began at $500 and had grown to $120,000. A composed John Walsh gave interview after interview in hopes of jogging the minds of any potential witnesses to his son's disappearance. I would offer a substantial reward for information uh, resulting in the safe uh, depositing of Adam or return of Adam and that I would negotiate with the abductors in whatever way they want me to. We would donate any money they needed to help themselves or to help their problem but we know Adam needs to be home and, and Adam will never have a grudge against anyone that was kind to him. The Walshes still believe their son is out there somewhere and make a TV appearance on a national morning show. From New York, Hollywood, the nation, Washington and the world. Good morning, America. So tell me what was going on. Like, what do you remember was happening in those two weeks or leading up to possibly a, some kind of resolution. What I remember about that um, is that that also, that was exactly 14 days from the day of the disappearance. That morning, John Walsh and maybe Mrs. Walsh were on Good Morning America with David Hartman, in which John Walsh made another obviously incredibly anguished emotional appeal for anyone to come forward with news about his missing son. They have found the remains of a, of a young person in Florida that at this time they are trying to identify uh, whether it is Adam or not. Uh, at this point, they feel that it is, is 
good possibility it is not Adam. Therefore, they felt, felt we should come on and carry the word of Adam to the public because there is a good likelihood that he is still out there with his, ab his abductors. And it later was reported that, that they had been told by law enforcement uh, prior to going on the air on ABC that, that the police thought that they had established that that was Adam's remains that they, they found in Indian River County. But hopes that Adam is alive come crashing down when police say a boy's severed head is discovered floating in a canal near Vero Beach. It's almost 130 miles from where Adam was last seen. The shocking news on August 10th, 1981, confirms everyone's worst fears. Two fishermen made the grim discovery last night. They found the head of a young child under this bridge where they were fishing. The location is just along the Florida Turnpike at the 130-mile marker, one mile north of the Indian River-St. Lucie County line, just west of Vero Beach. Highway patrolmen, Vero Beach rescue workers, and Indian River Sheriff's deputies searched the canal through the night. Around 3 o'clock this morning, the remains were brought here to the medical examiner's office at Indian River Memorial Hospital, where the autopsy was performed. Later, a family representative brought Adam Walsh's dental records here. A sheriff's department spokesman confirmed the findings of Indian River Medical and, Examiner uh, Franklin Cox. They identified it by dental records, which were brought up here by the Hollywood uh, Police Department. The remains were not so badly decomposed as a visual identification was not impossible by somebody who was familiar and knew the boy. Anyway, that, that area could be checked again. Throughout the morning, a search of the canal continued, but no other remains were found. Hollywood police detectives say they will assume charge of the case from here. There's going to be a search uh, from, you know, Indian River County south uh, back to Broward County. Attempts of uh, locating, uh, you know, any other evidence. Detectives say they'll pursue earlier leads in hopes of finding out how Adam Walsh's head ended up in the canal in this remote area. Adam Walsh is no longer a missing person, but now detectives begin another search for whomever is responsible for his horrible death. For any parent of a missing child, then not knowing is the hardest. And I know that was the case with my parents. The two weeks between Adam's abduction and the recovery of his remains were the hardest two weeks of their lives. Um, the not knowing, just the wondering, uh, the worrying, that was the hardest. John and Ravey Walsh head back to Fort Lauderdale from New York after the Good Morning America appearance. When they arrive, a makeshift press conference room is set up at the airport. In front of a Delta Airlines logo, they make a statement to the press. I don't know who would do this to a six-year-old child. I can't conceive of it. It's just, it's beyond the realm of, of reality. But Adam evidently was too good for this world. He was much greater than this world, and he didn't deserve to live in this world. He's too good, and you know that only the good die young. Thank you. Yes, who would do such a thing? And where was the rest of Adam's body? Now it was national news. 
the long road to finding Adam's killer was just beginning, and it would drag on and on for the Walshes for 27 years. Up next on the Florida Files, clues lost and a drifter from Jacksonville makes a stunning confession. Get more of the story through archive videos and online extras on the Florida Files page at local10.com.